Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded. Is there a local chapter for Secessionists Anonymous? Yeah, because I think I, uh, I may need some support. I'm beginning to like the idea of secession more every day. Uh, last week I had the president of Texit on the show. That's the organization that is uh, pushing for Texas to secede from the union. And he made a lot of sense. Uh, and when you see what's happening on the border and you see what the judge said today about t- Title 42 – which uh, gave the federal government the ability to immediately send illegal aliens back across the border, you can understand why Texas would start to wonder why the why they bother being in the United States of America if they can't protect their border. Uh, the judge ruled today that Title 42 uh, was no longer in effect, which is a green light to everybody south of the border to come on in. Then there was the election in Pennsylvania last week. We talked about it a lot here. You see an idiot like John Fetterman being elected only because the idiots in Philadelphia County and Allegheny County decided to vote for him in big numbers because he's a Democrat and they'd vote for a mannequin if it was a Democrat, which meant that uh, most of the state wanted no parts of him, by the way, but they are stuck with him, including those of us who live in Washington County. There are movements around the country to uh, fix stupidity like this, by the way. There's a group in Oregon wants to have a, a, a few counties secede and become part of Idaho because they're tortured by the government uh, back there near Portland, where all the liberals are. There's been a movement for a while in California to break the state up into three parts, and it's all because people in rural parts of states, which is most of most states, by the way, are tired of being dictated to by idiots living in highly populated counties who keep voting for Democrats no matter who they put up. And there's a group in Illinois that would like to separate and make a new state. And as radical as that sounds, and all this sounds, it's really not any more radical than, you know, 13 colonies deciding to break away from the most powerful country on the planet a couple hundred years ago. They had enough. They said, we're done. We're breaking it up. Well, I do live in Washington County, and if they were to have a referendum asking if the citizens there wanted to become part of West Virginia, I'd vote for it in a hot minute. That's why I need Secessionists Anonymous. I need help. Anyway, in our second half hour, I'll talk to the founder of a group in Illinois that's sick of being dictated to by the idiots in Chicago and Cook County who keep voting for Democrats. But when we come back after the break, I'm going to talk to Selena Zito, get her postmortem on last week's election. Stick around. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. This is John Steigerwald. Right now, MyPillow is offering exclusive offers on their bed sheets, their six-piece towel set, and even offering an extended 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed now through December 25th will now have an extended money-back guarantee through March 1st. The Giza bed sheets are marked down as low as $29.99, and believe me when I say you will get a great night's sleep in these. Their six-piece towel set is made with USA cotton, comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Typically retailed at $89.98 is now just $39.98 with promo code STAG. There is a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-716-8087, use the promo code STAG, or go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code STAG. These offers will not last long, so order now with promo code STAG at MyPillow.com for this radio-exclusive offer on all bedsheets. My dog was scratching and shedding like crazy around the house. When I heard about Dynavite Nutritional Supplement, I thought, why not? It couldn't hurt. We literally tried everything else. Our dog quickly took to it 
and after a couple of weeks of adding Dynavite to his food, we noticed a big difference. Our little gizmo's coat was shinier, and he almost completely stopped shedding and itching. I can't wait to see how well it helps him with his allergies as the seasons change and he's in the yard more. I'm so glad I tried Dynavite. My dog smelled so bad and scratched herself constantly. We bathed, sprayed, and bathed her again, but no results. And then I heard about Dynavite supplements for gut health, and all of the reviews sounded just like my Bella. After just two weeks, she had major improvements with the smell, and no more scratching or dragging her stomach across the carpet. And her coat is more beautiful than ever. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynavite. Hey, how'd you like to get a new bathroom for Christmas? Uh, Santa Claus probably couldn't fit down the chimney with it, but you can make it happen with Bath R Us. Uh, and we're talking not about an overlay. You see some of those commercials where they come in and do an overlay. This is a this is a total bathroom transformation, and it, you get it done for less. We're talking about um, high quality furniture grade wood vanities uh, with soft closed doors and drawers, and uh, cultured marble tops, integrated bowl systems, uh, modern durable tubs and showers that uh, have low maintenance and uh, resistance to mold and mildew, and are easy to clean. And uh, you can get this. Pretty easily and pretty quickly and pretty cheaply. You just, uh, all you want to do is make a phone call and schedule an in home estimate. It's free. You get $1,000 off plus low to maybe no monthly payments. That's right. $1,000 off and low to no monthly payments. Call today, 412 752 6880. That's 412 752 6880. Get the bath of your dreams. Go to bathrus.com. That's bath, the letter R, us.com to start loving your bathroom again. I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon Pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy, or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems, or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat, and cough. These are not all the side effects of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N info.com. The John Steiger Wall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, we're a week removed from the uh, the red wave that didn't happen, and the worst candidate in the history of Pennsylvania politics is about to become a U.S. Senator. Time to get a post-mortem from Selena Zito of selenazito.com, the Washington Examiner, the New York Post, and the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. She joins us now. Selena, welcome back on. How are you? Uh, thanks for having me. I'm swell. How are you? Good, good. So um, I don't know. I, the beginning of my uh, uh, beginning of the show here, I mentioned that I need help because I'm slowly becoming a secessionist. So I may get into <laughs> I, I may get into that with you uh, a little bit later. But that's I have a woman coming on from Illinois who wants to take a few counties and make a new state, and, I, and I'm I'm beginning to really like those people. But anyway, just get to the election. Uh, and this is one of the reasons why I'm becoming a uh, secessionist. How did Fetterman do it? Well, a couple of things that happened. It wasn't one thing, but it was a couple of things. First of all, like I wrote in May of last year, if Mastriano was the... Uh, yeah, you did uh, say that. Mm-hmm. Go back and read that word for word. I said that he would take, Mastriano would take down every red seat in the state. And he did. Mm-hmm. We had a blue wave in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, so that was part of it. I think that Josh Shapiro, whether you like him or not, you can commend him for running a good campaign. And he stayed on message. He uh, didn't attack people personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he went to red counties, um, as he has done as attorney general in his uh, position as attorney general, but also he campaigned there as well. And again, didn't make fun of people, didn't go after people, and and um, and and sort of 
um, made a model for um, for Democrats going forward to run in our state. Now, no one's going to pay attention to that because everyone's talking about what John Fetterman did. Mm-hmm. John Fetterman did not um, win this election in in the traditional sense. Yes, of course he won. I'm not denying that. It's yeah. clearly obvious that he won. However, two things happened at the same time. Uh, Josh Shapiro um, helped drag him across the finish line. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got almost. He will end up, I think, almost having fifteen percent of the vote um, uh, over um, over Mastriano, mm-hmm. winning by fifteen percentage points. But also uh, during in the last few days of the campaign, when when voters were breaking towards Republicans, Donald Trump came to Pennsylvania and went started calling Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSanctimonious. Mm-hmm. Now, he's going after a guy who has proved to be competent. John, when in our lifetime has there been a massive hurricane and four days after it, we're not talking about it in the news? Yeah. yeah. Ever? No. Like ever? No, no, no. He built the bridge back because over to competent. Sanibel Island in about a day and a half. Yeah, because he was competent. hmm and so they go after the guy that proved, he goes after the guy that proved to be competent. Then he, he does this bizarre um, rally in Ohio. It's like the matter in Ohio. Ohio is more red than Pennsylvania. J.D. Vance was always going to win. But then he spends the final days of the election talking about how he's announcing he's going to run. Yeah. All those independent voters and all those squishy Republicans took a look at that and said, um, you know what? I'm going to pass. Here's why. He is going to make fill in the blank. Well, and we're in Pennsylvania, so um, he's going to make Oz beholden to him for two years. And whatever Oz wants to do, he's not going to be able to do because Trump's going to hold it over him. And, oh, my God, I'm so tired. I voted for him twice, but I'm exhausted. Yeah. So, And they just stayed home. The amount of undervote. The, uh, I think it was 18% of Republicans just didn't vote. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you, because the numbers show, uh, at least if you look at the numbers, and you don't, you don't take into account people who just didn't show up, but if you just look at who voted, there is not – I, I don't see who – they could have run Thomas Jefferson uh, for uh, Senate, and he's not going to overcome what happened in Philadelphia and Allegheny County. Um, yeah, they won by three hundred thousand. They won. They won the election there. They got. They had. They won those two counties by more than they the total of the number that they won in the state. Which, by the way, did not just not happen in twenty sixteen. It didn't happen in twenty twenty. Um, in 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 the in the presidential election, yes, Donald Trump lost, but he there there was a red wave down ballot. Yeah. Republicans won up and down the ballot in 2020. There was a massive red wave in our congressional races, in our state row office races, in our state Senate, in our state um, House. However, there was a blue wave Tuesday night, and I put the bulk of the, of the uh, uh, blame on Donald Trump. Yeah, you um, you cited a poll that showed Oz not being enough of a Pennsylvanian was more of a problem than Fetterman's debate gibberish. Yeah, it was. Isn't that astounding? However, however, you know, I I wrote if if it was McCormick over Oz, Oz was. I mean, it was Oz over McCormick. Mm-hmm. It was always going to be a heavy lift. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now I will give Oz credit. He worked his tail off. He was out there and everywhere, but it was never enough. It was actually, it was enough until those final days, and then Trump came out. Yeah, and so, he just... Well, here's, here's my question, and I read, you know, what you said about Oz, um, and that he, and you, you said that here on the show a couple of times, that he did a really good job of showing up places, and he went to these, yeah. and he, including he went to the, the blue areas, and he, he tried yeah. to get votes there, but... I, I still I look I the I don't know I, I would 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 um, if it had been McCormick or any other Republican um, even with Donald Trump's uh, if Donald Trump hadn't said what he said 
would, would, was, was anybody going to overcome Philadelphia and Allegheny County? And Absolutely. You think they would have? Absolutely. Absolutely. Look at, the, look at all of the candidates who won Republican candidates across the country in states that are bluer than ours that didn't have Donald Trump's support and won their races. Uh-huh. Well, um, they all did. Go ahead. They, they all did. McCormick would have come out of that primary winning, and he didn't, wasn't sort of um, burdened with the um, um, endorsement of Trump. Mm-hmm. So if Trump's, you know, yapping the final days, he can say, yeah, you know, I disagree with him. Sorry. Yeah. You well, know? Well, um, Republicans seem to be coming around to the idea now that they should learn the early voting racket. Uh, I completely agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I wrote that story. Mm-hmm. I wrote the story the day after the election. Look, yeah, I saw you, that, can yeah. whine, you can whine and moan all you want about early voting. However, that is how the game is played. So you either play in the sandbox that you're dealt with mm-hmm. or you lose. It, 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 it is really that simple. Now, do you want to change early voting? Then you get majorities in the state house and the state senate, but you're not going to do it. You'll never get those majorities if you're whining about early voting because you're not going to win. But is it uh, early voting? Is also it seems pretty obvious to me. Um, a, 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 I'm sorry, Malin. Yeah. It's it's um, it's a it's obviously to me a uh, a, a really good method for people who want to cheat. And so I, well, I, if everybody's mailing in a vote a month before the election, why am I ever going to believe that the, that the election was on the up and up ever again? You can track, you, if you're a Republican operative or volunteer or whatever, you can track that vote from the moment that person makes that vote, uh, request that ballot until, and make sure that they actually put their ballot in. Then you know who your voters are. And if you don't have enough of your voters having voted by election day, you know you need to scramble and go out and drag your voters in. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. Well, I just saw something today, um, and I, I, I sort of half saw it, so I, maybe I shouldn't even be talking about it. But um, I, 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 I was on my way to get to get here, and I didn't have a chance to really look into it. But the, uh, there was discussion about um, picking up ballots ballot harvesting and there there was a discussion i don't know which state it was in but it was whether they should be allowed to pick up uh, ballots from um senior living residences that ballot harvesting is is legal in in several states yeah well they they had a they had a vote this panel and it was Republicans that want, there were three Democrats, I think one Republican. The three Democrats voted to make it be okay to pick up, uh, you know, a pile of votes from a, re- a residence where people don't really even have rooms or don't have apartments. They just, li- you know, they're just patients there. Right. And, right. and, and they, they voted for, they said, yeah, that's, that's okay. We don't see any problem with that. Just, we'll just pick up a couple hundred votes here and there. And, and I, I just, it's, it's so obvious to me that, uh, that that it's going to come down to who can who's best at cheating. That's who's going to win elections. So it seems to me. Uh, you know, uh, I think that mail-in voting until Republicans get control back in the state house, mm-hmm. state senate, and the governor's office, we Republicans are stuck with this method. So you either, as a Republican official, say this is cheating. This is. And I'm, I'm not making fun of you. I'm just yeah, saying. Like, yeah. This is terrible, blah, blah, blah. Or you say, all right, this is how the game is played. Well, two can play at this game, and we can win at it as well. Yeah, well, there may not be you know, cheating, Selena. There may not be but cheating. There may not be enough to make a difference. But the but if the perception of cheating is there, then nobody's ever going to have confidence in the result. So whichever side loses is just going to say, well, the other side did a better job of of uh, uh producing ballots. You know, the, 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 the former president started this thing about mail-in balloting being cheating. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that Republicans have done absentee balloting in this state forever in a day until COVID, and they were masters at it. 
they always had a ton of absentee ballots to pull out of their hat in a close election. Yeah, but was so the, did the election take there. did the election take ten days to decide? Um, and if all the if it was a close election and all the ballots, absentee ballots and military ballots haven't been counted, then yeah, it would take ten days. Well, they so do we have a history here in Pennsylvania of of having to wait days to find out who won. If it's a close election and the absent, the, they were yeah. called absentee ballots. Yeah, right. Um, if they hadn't been counted yet then, um, yeah, it would take a long stretch of time. Well, I mean, the Republicans were amazing at absentee balloting. Mm-hmm. Well, two and, ver- and because it, that was replaced by no-excuse balloting, and Donald Trump said, don't do it, it's, 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 it's fraud or whatever, I forget what he, what he called it. Um, so stop doing it. And they have nothing to bank. Well, uh, you sp- speaking of Trump... Now, you wrote a piece. Uh, you spoke to a lot of uh, former Trump supporters who say they're done with him. Uh, I'm pretty sure he made an announcement last night. It's been in all the papers. Uh, is is he done? I mean, he's a done with the uh, You know, I think this will be a very competitive primary. Uh, I think that um, that he isn't a sure thing. Throughout our history, we have had... Um, um, Former presidents try to get back in. Think of Teddy Roosevelt, um, um, uh, uh, Ulysses Grant, and and they never quite make it through the primary process. Or well, um, Roosevelt didn't make it through the primary process, so he ran ran as a third party. Yeah. Um, so you know, I think it's important to understand that the conservative populist coalition that placed Trump in office was never about Donald Trump. It was always about them. It was mm-hmm. always about their community. He was the result of it. Mm-hmm. I believe that it continues to exist. In fact, it's grown. Uh, it has more minority voters as part of that coalition. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I, I think that the primary is up for grabs. You know, voters, voters tend to... Um, they tend to look forward, you know, like mm-hmm. in the windshield and not in the rearview mirror. And that's the challenge that Trump faces. Well, from all intents and purposes, despite its length, that was a pretty, uh, you know, normal for Donald Trump speech mm-hmm. that he gave last night. It remains to be seen if he can keep that tone. Had he kept that tone since November 12th of 2020 until today, he would be there. He there would be a, a red wave would have happened, yep. and he would basically walk into the presidency in two years. He can't help However, himself. He can't help himself. Well, I have about a minute and a half left. Uh, one guy whose name you never hear around here. It's like uh, he's the ghost, uh, and that's Bob Casey. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's still one of our senators. Um, who runs against him in two years? Dave McCormick, for sure. You think so? In a, in a, absolutely. So is he, is he already working on that or assuming that he's... Um, that's why y'all should just keep reading com. Say that again? That's why you should all continue to read com, and you'll find oh, out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> com. yeah. So uh, uh, one last thing here. Uh, we're finishing up with Selena Zito of selenazito.com. Uh, two Bernie Sanders socialists won, one of them being uh, Fetterman, and Summer Lee is now going to the House. Is there any indication from people you talk to, and I don't necessarily mean uh, formally, but just, you know, on the street, whatever, is there any indication that people actually know what they're voting for when they vote for a socialist? Yeah, absolutely not. They don't? I don't think they have, I don't think they have any idea. So it, they could say they're a, uh, um, I don't know, a, a member of the do-nothing party, and it wouldn't make any difference. It's just that they're a Democrat in a Democrat district, then they're going to get elected no matter what label they put on themselves. Absolutely. So Summer Lee, yes. Summer Lee and... Just, you know what, um, Allegheny County, buckle your seatbelts, because the primary next year for the Allegheny County 
um, chief executive office, Rich mm-hmm. Fitzgerald, is term limited out. I think you're going to see a lot of, of empowerment within the Democrat Socialist um, um, wing of the Democratic Party running for county executive. Well, we'll see. I'm out of time now, Selena, but I'm sure we'll right. talk again. Thanks for everything during the campaign. I appreciate it. And we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Senator Mitch McConnell re-elected as Republican leader, quashing a challenge from Senator Rick Scott of Florida. McConnell easily swatted back the challenge from Scott in the first ever attempt to oust him after many years as GOP leader. The vote, 37-10. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin says while Russia is facing setback after setback on the battlefield, Ukrainian forces are fighting harder than ever. We're seeing Ukraine succeed in battle after battle to defend itself. In Kiev, in Kharkiv, and now Kyrgyzstan. Meanwhile, there are indications that a missile that fell on Polish farmland and killed two people was not a deliberate attack. On Wall Street, a volatile day. The Dow is up now nine points, but the Nasdaq down 155. This is SRN News. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of Trust Link Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. AM 1250, The Answer, The Mike Gallagher Show. He's your happy conservative warrior. This trashing of Trump is so tedious. It's so uh, predictable. We've been here before. We've been down this road before. Remember 2016? Oh, he can never win. It'll never happen. Uh Uh-huh. Breaking news and what to make of it. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250. The answer. Whose rulebook do you want to play by? The government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rulebook and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Supply chains are loosening and inventory is arriving at Pitt Cycles, and now's a great time to celebrate with the purchase of a brand new ride. This is John Sagerwald. Pitt Cycles showrooms are bursting with selection. Over 228 models from Indian, Triumph, BMW, Royal Enfield, KTM, and now to the end of the year, get a stylish Noru Marucci leather riding jacket free with your purchase of a new street bike. In Warrendale, next to Jurgles at PittCycles.com. Pitt Cycles! Hi, Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Step up your grilling game with our Solaire Portable Infrared Grills. Our compact everywhere is a favorite of RVers and trailer pullers. Solaire Infrared provides the quick sear for bar marks and texture needed to properly finish sous vide. Use a portable alongside your larger conventional grill to create an instant sear zone and more juicy and flavorful food. Learn more at BestHotGrill.com. Affordable, powerful, portable infrared grills at BestHotGrill.com. AM 12. 50 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. 
Lots of delays for you this evening on Parkway East outbound. Solid Boulevard of the Allies up to Edgewood's Wisvale. A total delay of about 15 minutes inbound side heavy Forbes Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. More like typical volume on Parkway West inbound heavy in spots from Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel and outbound Banksville Road up to 79. 10th Street Bypass is blocked through 6 a.m. tomorrow. That's between Fort Duquesne Bridge and Fort Duquesne Boulevard. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. Considerable cloudiness for tonight with a couple of snow showers, low 28. Low clouds tomorrow, breezy and cold with snow flurries, tomorrow's high 35. Tomorrow night, couple of flurries, otherwise considerable cloudiness in the evening, then partly cloudy late with a low of 26. Some sunshine Friday, then turning cloudy, breezy and cold with a couple of flurries and a high of 33. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. If you've been paying attention since the last election, uh, last Tuesday, I should say the election last Tuesday, um, you know that the Democrats won the governor's race, the Senate race, mostly because of the huge numbers they got in Philadelphia and Allegheny counties. And the num- numbers make it clear that people living away from those areas want no parts of anything that the Democrats are selling. And it's kind of the same all over the country, or in many parts of the country. One place where it may be even worse than here in Pennsylvania is in Illinois, and G.H. Merritt is trying to do something about that. Uh, She founded an organization called New Illinois, and she joins us now. G.H., thanks for coming on the show. Well, thanks for having me on. So what is New Illinois? New Illinois is a nonprofit organization with the mission of educating Illinoisans about their right under the U.S. Constitution to pursue the formation of a new state separate from old Illinois. Yeah, and and, um, how would you be following West Virginia's lead here? Well, um, the the way it works and, and the way it's set out in Article 4, Section 3 of the Constitution is that you need to get the consent of your state legislature and the consent of Congress to enter as a new state. So what we are doing is the groundwork, the grassroots kind of outreach. Uh, we have uh, 30, 30 counties. Uh, Illinois has 102 counties. Illinois, uh, um, New Illinois has committees in 30 of them. And uh, so we, we do local outreach through there. We are also publishing, uh, if you recall, our founding fathers, had 27 grievances against the king in the Declaration of Independence. Well, 240-some years later, our grievances wouldn't have fit into a declaration. Um, and also, the grievances back then were two sentences long because all the people understood what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, we are publishing grievances separately, and they're probably two pages long because we have to explain to people what kind of nefarious things happened that they didn't even know about in our state government. So, yeah. um, so we, we publish grievances, we lobby uh, for support of our resolution, and, and that, that kind of sums it up. Well, I think, uh, and I would guess that um, a lot of people, when they hear this, uh, their, first, their first reaction might be, oh, that's insane, you're, well, you're not going to be able to pull that mm-hmm. off. What, are you kidding me? Uh, and I've, mm-hmm. as I said, at the be- I said, I mentioned at the beginning of the show that I was going to have you on, and I mentioned that I need to find a chapter of Secessionist Anonymous because <laughs> I've I've become I'm becoming I feel I'm afraid I'm becoming a secessionist because the more I the more I hear about it the more it actually makes sense to me um, mm-hmm. and and uh, so you say you already have thirty committees that yeah. that means that you have a, a group of uh, thirty committees made up of I don't know how many people but in thirty different counties where people mm-hmm. had, did not necessarily react with, what are you, out of your mind when you approached them with this? No. In fact, um, you know, the first time I ever broached the subject, it was with someone that works at our, our county, and I hadn't really heard of anybody doing anything like this. I just thought, wouldn't it be great? And he's like, oh, well, no, you could never do that because Chicago is the economic engine of the state. Mm-hmm. And without that, you're going to be driving on dirt roads, et cetera. And so that was four years ago when we started. And you'd hear that 
for a while, but we don't really hear that uh, to speak of anymore. And you also need to understand, too, that in Illinois, particularly southern Illinois, there is a legacy that goes back over 100 years of people wanting to have a separate state. And, in fact, back uh, 50 years ago, uh, 16 counties in west central Illinois declared themselves the Republic of Forgotonia. And yeah. so... Um, so there's, it depends on where, where you live. But I think, too, there's so much of this going on in other parts of the country that people are beginning to think, okay, what is going on here? And um, what we try to do is give all the information that they would need so that they could realize that this is a legitimate beast that we have with our state, and it is, is actually uh, financially feasible to do this. And so, um, so more and more, it's 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 uh, slow growing, and then it you know grows a little faster. I think the the worse things get in our state, the more people get alarmed and they want to jump on board. Yeah, and I um, I just put it up on Twitter on my my uh, Twitter feed at Steiger World uh, mm-hmm. earlier earlier today, uh, and I um, I just I said there that I live in Washington County. Which uh, uh, just to, so you know, that's a county that is one county away from West Virginia, and actually, mm-hmm. I, I think it actually it may actually uh, butt up against West Virginia in some places. But anyway, um, it's close to West Virginia. And I said, if there were a referendum on this idea of Washington County and maybe Greene County, which is the county below here, uh, if I well, here's what I said. There are movements in several states to have counties secede and form mm-hmm. their own state or be absorbed by a neighboring state. Too radical, mm-hmm. question mark. Would Washington and Greene counties be better represented in West Virginia? I live in Washington County. I'd vote for it in a hot minute. I got a ton of likes on that tweet. Uh, mm-hmm. And so people do not, uh, do not respond to that necessarily with, what, are you out of your mind? They, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's more like, let me hear more about that. That sounds like a, I might want to hear more about that. Well, um, if you decide that you want to get started on this, please get a hold of us and we will give you as much support as you would like. But um, I think there's one thing that's really important um, for your, your listeners to understand. When you see this going on in other parts of the country, it really, the start of this dates back to 1964. There was a Supreme Court ruling called Reynolds v. Sims. Reynolds v. Sims I don't expect will ever be overturned because it's part of a uh, three-part uh, ruling on one man, one vote, which sounds really good. What, what Reynolds v. Sims was concerned with is there were a couple of Southern things in about 50 years. And so by the first half of the uh, 20th century, there had been a lot of migration from rural areas to urban areas. And so urban people were underrepresented and rural people were overrepresented. And so rather than just saying, hey, you guys better redistrict, what they did was they took away any geographic underpinnings from the state legislature. And so um, this was the case where Earl Warren talked about, well, we represent people. We, we don't represent farms and trees and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, and so what happened then, uh, our U.S. Senator at that time, Everett Dirksen, warned that in any state where there was a great big city, all of the power of the state government was going to be absorbed into that city. And he was right, mm-hmm. and that's why you have this happening in California. You have it happening in Oregon, Illinois. Um, we've talked to people in Minnesota. Um, it's all over the place, and this is just what Reynolds v. Sims has done to rural people over the course of a few decades. And, you know, it wouldn't matter if the Chicago political machine was a bunch of choir boys. We still wouldn't have representative government right. out there. We're talking to G.H. Merritt of the organization called New Illinois. So um, I looked, uh, and uh, Pritzker won the uh election for governor there last week i think mm-hmm. uh, i think that he won 12 out of 90 uh, 12 out of uh, what would you say 102 counties 
Yes. I think he won 12, 12 counties. He won mm-hmm. Cook County by 700,000 votes, and he won the entire mm-hmm. state by 250,000. So you, I don't know where you live in Illinois, but you don't live in Cook County, I'm guessing. Uh, no. You are being governed by the uh, whims of the people who live in Chicago. Uh, and right. Whose who's, who's interests are couldn't be more diametrically opposed to what yours are on, on most political right. issues. And, and, and one point we make, uh, legislators from Chicago, from Cook County, it's their responsibility to represent the people who live in their districts. Yeah. And the problem, though, is when you look at the rural versus uh, or the, the urban versus rural, small town and suburban areas, they have different needs, different interests, different cultures, different economies. And so when you have a county with 40% of the population dominating pretty much with veto-proof uh, domination over the 60%, we have laws and regulations passed that are harmful to the rest of the state. Yeah. And so, for, for instance, Chicago, I don't know if you've noticed, they've got a real gun violence problem. Uh, I think I've yeah. heard about that, yeah. And and I don't I don't want to condone violating people's Second Amendment rights, but they are in a different world. If you go down to far southern Illinois, uh, I had an elderly woman tell me once, well, I had to shoot that wild dog. It was attacking my horse. So it's not the same same world, it's not the <laughs> right. same condition. And um and so that happens again and again where you, you pull the, the votes on a particular piece of legislation and you find that it was passed by the people who, li- who live in the city of Chicago, who live in um, Cook County, and it had like virtually no votes from the rest of the state. And it might be something that very much impacts the people in the rest of the state. And if there is a county in the United States that's more well-known for corruption political mm-hmm. corruption than Cook County. I'm not aware of it. Are you? No. In fact, there is a, a report that comes out every year from the University of Illinois rating corruption on the state level and on city levels. Every time I've ever looked at it, Chicago is the most corrupt city in the country, and Illinois ranks about two or three on, on yeah. the most corrupt state. Well, here, just for people uh, to understand what it's like in Illinois and why this makes sense for the first for the other counties or for some counties to break apart so that they can uh, not be governed by people who have no that don't have the same interests. The the guy who ran against Pritzker who's a by the way a, a member of a former organized crime family but that's another story. Um, uh, this I'll just this is just it starts with Adams County. I don't know where that is but uh, that's I'm just going in alphabetical order and I will go mm-hmm. down uh, without until I get to a uh, until I get to a uh, county won by the governor who won. This is these are the percentages uh, that uh, Bailey got in these counties alphabetically, beginning mm-hmm. with Adams. I won't read all the counties off, but just in order: seventy-seven point nine, fifty-seven point nine, seventy-one, fifty-eight, eighty-two, sixty, seventy-two. Uh, he lost mm-hmm. Carroll County; only got forty percent there. Um, 69% in, in, in Cass County. So that's, the, and those numbers are all the way through 68%, 79%, 85%. And I'm reading these in order as they are list alphabetically 77%, 64%, 77, 79, 70, 73, 75, 88, 81, 82, 73, 76. It goes all the way down. And uh, as I said, uh, Pritzker won, I think it's 12 out of the whatever it is, 102 counties. And the other and guy what, won 90. You might, you might find this interesting. In, in 2010, um, Democrat Pat Quinn was running for governor, and he won. He won four counties, mm-hmm. three small ones downstate and Cook. He could have won just with Cook because his margin of victory was so huge. And so... This is this is what we're dealing with, and so it shouldn't it shouldn't seem ridiculous to anybody that you want this to stop, that you feel like you're well, you're out there voting and your vote means nothing. That's right. That's right. And also, 
Um, you know, going back to Reynolds v. Sims, it kind of put it in a situation where there really was no accountability. And so what's happened is, and I know both parties use gerrymandering. Uh, in Illinois, it's been raised to an art form. Uh, if you look at our new congressional maps, there's one district that goes like a lightning bolt from St. Louis almost to Indiana. And um, it's it's very skinny and long. And the only, that, that doesn't represent any community. It represents the Chicago political machine. Yep. Um, in our constitution in Illinois, districts are supposed to be compact. That's not compact. The districts snake around like, um, you know, one of them shaped like a pipe wrench, you know, just it's yeah, yeah. Uh, stacking and cracking to, to get what we want. And so we lost in Illinois. We lost a congressional seat this time around. And the way that it was gerrymandered, the Republicans lost two of them, and, and the Democrats gained one. And so um, we're not a partisan organization, but, you know, that, that's the reality of, of the way things are run in Illinois. I have a minute left. Uh, you have a law effective on January 1st that mm-hmm. uh, is going to go into effect and should have people fired up. Uh, and, th- again, that's right. a, a law that doesn't help you much out where you are. No, it's, it's the Safety Act. And if you've heard of Kim Fox, the state's attorney in Cook County. An um, idiot, yes. Uh, that, that's uh, a lot of... Uh, the problem with the violence in Cook County, people are just being let out of jail or never going to jail. Right. And that is going to be imposed on the entire state on January 1st. And so far, 102 state's attorneys, a hundred of them are protesting this because they know what it's going to do. And they're from both parties. And um, there, there's a lawsuit that's been filed also. And I don't know if it was the sheriff's or the district attorneys, but, but there's probably... 50-some counties represented on that lawsuit. Um, So people are afraid. Well, they should be. And I'm glad you're doing what you're doing out there uh, with New Mm -hmm. Illinois, and I hope people will get in touch with you, and uh, maybe Mm -hmm. somebody can can come up with something similar here. I appreciate it. G.H. Merritt, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much. You have a great day. You too. We'll be right back. Another reminder here for you about a new bathroom for you, and you uh, can uh, get it with uh, a free in-home estimate and get $1,000 off from Bath R Us. Uh, And you can have maybe no monthly payments, but very low monthly payments. Uh, That's with $1,000 off. Uh, That's if you call now and uh, make make an appointment for a free in-home estimate. Call today at 412-752-6880. That's 412-752-6880. These are uh, bathroom experts. They offer, com- at Bath R Us, they offer complete bath and shower remodeling services, and it's a total transformation, not an overlay. And we're talking about modern and durable tubs and showers with low maintenance, uh, resistance to mold and mildew, and easy to clean Plus, uh, beautiful luxury vinyl flooring, which is uh, water-resistant and low-maintenance, and gorgeous faucets and fixtures for the finishing touch. So call today, get the uh, home estimate, and uh, $1,000 off, 412-752-6880, 412-752-6880, or go to bathrus.com, bath, the letter R, us.com, to start loving your bathroom again. You know, if you feel like you're stuck with a health care plan that isn't affordable or you simply just don't like how it works, well, right now, during open enrollment, is a perfect time to switch to MediShare. The typical family saves $500 a month when they join MediShare. And what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate compared to the industry. That's double. And MediShare is the most trusted name in healthcare sharing. It's been around for 30 years. It's shared more than $4 billion in healthcare bills. And here's why now is the perfect time to make the switch. If you join MediShare Complete by January 1st, they will waive your new member fees and you'll save an additional 10% off your first year. 
That's right. No fee to join. 10% off every month for all of next year. But again, it's a limited time offer. So yeah, you're not stuck. You've got a great option. Call now. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college. Learn new instruments. Start skateboarding. Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Gnarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, how about an almost daily dose of transgender insanity? The American Academy of Pediatrics... Uh, They're upset. They say children should not uh, consent to tattoos. They shouldn't be allowed to get a tattoo. Uh, I think it's under the age of 18. But they're okay with children under that age getting mastectomies or having their penis removed. Uh, That's okay. Not a problem. Uh, This is what what they say about uh, tattoos. It's a permanent mark. I would say having your penis removed leaves a kind of a permanent remo- permanent mark. I'm just guessing, okay? It's just me. But anyway, uh, it is a permanent mark or a symbol you are putting on your body, and I don't think kids under 18 have that kind of agency to make a decision. That's from Dr. Cora Bruner. She told uh, the New York Times. She said, we need to look at these laws again. Now, of course, the AAP, the American Academy of Pediatrics, is perfectly okay with uh, the, um, the uh, gender affirmation care, which uh, includes, of course, body mutilating kids' bodies. They're, they're okay with that. Um, and uh, this gender-affirming surgeon admits that children who undergo transition before puberty never attain sexual satisfaction. So uh, it's a bad thing to do. But they're okay with that. But the tattoo, you can't get the tattoo because it leaves a, a permanent. It leaves a permanent mark. I don't know. I, it's I just. I'm trying to think about what what these other surgeries do. I'm pretty sure they leave permanent uh, marks and not good ones and ones you might regret having more more than a tattoo. Just a guess. John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds, like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525.